Okay. Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am Haley. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Freya Anana here, and she is a psychosomatic therapist, trauma release facilitator, integrative orgasmic life alchemist, and she also has 20 years as a nurse and midwife. Welcome. Thank you, Haley. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, so I went on your retreat in 2018, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to talk with you, to so tell everybody about what you're doing. Thank you. It's exciting. We absolutely love it. It's our passion. And uh, witnessing the amazing uh, shifts that people create in their lives is truly magical. And it's, uh, we just love it. Okay, so tell everybody more about, like, why would someone want to come see you? Anyone who is uh, feeling like there's more to life than what they're experiencing, they feel blocked in the area of relationships or sexuality or, or just being able to create what they want in their lives due to past traumas or um, program limiting beliefs that they may not have been able to release on the subconscious level. So many people um, do all kinds of work and self-help and and they're able to shift on the mental level, the awareness level, but they still create the same patterns over and over um, because it's still in the subconscious. And um, also if they're not able to tap into their pleasure due to like trauma or scarring or, or for any reason, it's generally due to trauma or emotional scarring, shame is a huge one. Uh, Religious or societal shame around sexuality can really numb people out. And um, if they, if they're just holding back in relationships, they're they're They have this fear of really being vulnerable and opening up in a relationship and creating that kind of connection. That's also generally trauma fear-based. And so like, there's so many reasons that people could come to us. So, mm. yeah, and I remember the shame was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was like stuck in my body. And so, do you think that a lot of people, maybe they're so used to living that way that they don't even know any different? Absolutely, because we've been taught that this is just the way it is. And when we ha- experience trauma or shame, emotional trauma, um, emotional programming, then it's actually stored in the body on four levels. It's stored physically, emotionally, mentally, and energetically. And you can't just shift it up here in your head and have it be gone because it's stored on all the levels. It's like a holon, which is the sum of its parts, like something that has more than one part to it, but it's also a whole. And that trauma holon intertwines itself in the body in our nervous system and you can't just pull out one string and then another string later and another string because it's all in, it's all tangled up in there. And when we work on one level and we feel like we've made a lot of progress, well then what happens is the other levels are still there in the body. And when those get triggered, it reactivates the trauma. So we're actually re-traumatized. And a trigger is just an indicator, really, that there's still trauma in the body and that that needs to be 
healed and released. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so then that would manifest in someone not being able to have an orgasm or maybe mm -hmm. they're never turned on, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they have no sexual drive or desire or they might have an overactive sexual drive and desire, but they're really not experiencing the pleasure at the level that they could. And it's also got a, a basis in shame. Even if they are in denial that that's what it is. Like they're like, oh, I, I don't have a problem. I'm sexually active. I do this, I do that. But, but they're also coming from a place of trying to fill themselves and never being able to fill it. Ooh, okay. So for those people, maybe they're sleeping around or maybe they're having sex with their partner, but it's never enough. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Or they're, or they're even maybe having sex with multiple people and um, just like giving themselves away when they don't feel like that it's aligned. They feel like they have to say yes. They feel like um, that it's like they can never get enough. There's so many ways it can play out. But with sexual shame and trauma, there is, it's stored in the body and it can go one way or the other. And both extremes are still sh uh, shame and trauma based. And it shifts when, and it can actually go from someone who is hypersexual and, and going to that end of the spectrum. And then as time goes on, it shifts and they become um, a lack of desire and not feeling sexual at all. So it can actually shift over time, but both ends of the spectrum are still shame and trauma based. Mm. Yes, it does. Okay. So for people that are like listening to this and they go, um, OMG, that is me. <laughs> um, what would you say? I would say that, you know, there, there is hope. It is possible mm -hmm. to heal this. It doesn't have to take years and years. It can actually be released from the body very, very quickly. And even if they don't remember what it was that created this trauma response in them or the shame, the lack of desire, the lack of being able to feel their pleasure, the numbness, because uh, like whether it's hypervigilant state, whether it's, whether it's um, total numbness, whether it's fight or flight, all of those are active trauma responses in the body. The, the body is literally creating the hormones of being in trauma when you're in those states. And so it is possible to release and heal. And even if they don't remember, the body does. And when we work with people in their body and find the places in the body where the trauma is stored and guide them into the releasing of that then the body tells us where the trauma is. It tells it what it is. It tells what emotion has been stored there or emotions the layer, that can be layers. And we, we guide them through the process of completely releasing, expressing all of that fully. So, and they don't have to re-experience the trauma. This is really important. They don't re-experience the trauma. They just have to, to experience and release fully the emotions that were stored with that trauma. And that will release the trauma from the body. And it wakes up and re, you know, and, and we also have in the process that, that rewiring the body to experience pleasure on a much, much deeper level. Because when the body's been numb, the, the neural pathways need to be repaired and we kind of rewire, right? So 
it's, it's amazing. It's just a, a really, really powerful, powerful process. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I'm glad that you said the part about how they don't re-experience their trauma. Because in therapy, it seems like when you go to a therapist, all they do is just talk about the same, or at least when I went, he was like, well, let's go back over what happened to you and whatever. And so yeah. you just keep talking about it over and over again. What does that do? <laughs> so what, what they're finding with the research now, the science is now showing that talking about the trauma over and over, uh, re going over it over and over is actually embedding the pattern in the psyche even deeper. And so when people are just using like the traditional talk therapy form, so often either they get very little results or it actually embeds it even deeper in the psyche because it's only working on the mental level, sometimes mm. the emotional. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so do you want to go into the, like how you help people with the process you use? I can, I can go into it a little. Um, to really go deeply, deeply into it, I'd like to, I like to talk with people individually and see what is it that they're experiencing and uh, what it is that they want to shift. And then we can really go into it like on a personal level detail of what is uh, possible. We do have various levels of... Um, programs for people though we do have some distance online work which is very powerful we've had people say they've had faster results and and deeper results in that program than they've ever had in all the years of other modalities that they've tried and at the same time of course the hands-on work is 10 times more powerful so uh, depending on where people are at and the level they're ready to engage in, then of course I'm going to recommend to them based on that in a personal conversation as well. And the other thing that we do offer is that if people choose in like to the online program and we're doing, which is a combination of online modules, um, group calls each week that go very deep and, and then also some individual calls between me and the person or if it's a man um, my partner and that person and then um, it's it, it goes so deep our processes that we have people working through are working on all levels at the same time so that's new in the last couple of years and because we didn't want to offer a distance program that was going to be like everything else out there that doesn't work on all the levels mm -hmm. at the same time so it took us a long time to put that out. Um, we've been doing this work for about five years now, and it took us three years to figure out how to do something that was a distance type of experience that could be experienced on all the levels. And so, um, uh, but to take it a little deeper, of course, like it's our program is all about um, going deep into the body, really learning to tune into what's possible in the body and with the psychosomatic therapy that we've added this last few months it's like i can literally read on the body the story of the body by the way it's developed and the way people hold themselves and and various other things so that's an amazing addition to it and um so we're we're literally finding in the body because the body is so 
uh, intelligent. And the body um, knows what's been stored there. It knows where the traumas are stored. It knows where these emotions are stored. It knows in what order they need to be released. And it tells us when it's gone. So in a session, when we're working with someone and holding that point in the body where the trauma has been stored um, and guiding them through that intense release process. And it is work. It is, it is intense work. And um, we also, yes, it, it's intense. It's the most vulnerable work anyone will ever do. And it's also the safest and most unconditionally loved and supported that they will ever feel. That's the container we hold. And did you feel that? Mm, yes. No. Yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. how it was so safe and non-judgmental and just I could freely ask you any questions that were coming up. Mm -hmm. Yes. There is no place for judgment in this process at all. And so it's, it's going deep into the body. And then what's amazing is the body also tells us when that trauma or emotion is gone because the pain in that spot in the body literally disappears. And you experienced that as well, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's amazing. And um, it's, it's like something that can happen so quickly. People have worked for years and years and years and done many, many modalities and programs and different things, and yet they can release something so quickly and then it's gone, it's literally gone. Yes, they have to integrate and create new patterns in their life, but they're not having those triggers anymore. And that, that makes them so much more empowered because they're tapping into their own power of their body and their inner wisdom and learning to love themselves deeply and to a state that we call self-reverence, which is um, a deep honor and regard and respect for the self and making decisions from that place of holding oneself in the highest regard. And um, what is true about that is that when you make decisions from that place, it is always in the best and highest good of everyone involved, even if they don't like it. Like, it's like someone coming out of an abusive relationship and they, they're staying together for the kids? No. Because so, actually what is in their own best and highest good is in the best and highest good for those children, for everyone else in their lives, and for the other person, because that other person is not going to learn what they came here to learn either, as long as we keep allowing the abuse to occur. Nothing's going to change, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's incredible the kind of shifts that we can create, because quite honestly, when, when people are in this place of fear, and I went through this myself. I had to leave a relationship that was not serving me at all. And what I realized, one of the big aha moments for me was that I was teaching my daughters that it was okay to allow someone to treat you that way, to settle for that kind of a relationship where they weren't honored and respected and loved and, and connected with and, and um, given that deep connection and regard. And I didn't want that for them. 
But that's what is proven over and over as the kind of relationships that we model to our children is the kind of relationships they end up in and that they deeply deserve that that's what, that they deeply believe that that's what they deserve. Mm. That that's all they deserve. And so, and, and I was teaching my sons that it's okay to show up that way in a relationship. And, um, it's, it's amazing how things can shift when we shift and what our children learn from us and how patterns are repeated in families. And for each of us who, who dares to do the deep work and to heal and to change those patterns, we're changing the lives of every generation moving forward, but genetically on a DNA level, eight generations forward, seven generations back, because we're literally shifting our DNA in this process. Because as, uh, as you remember, part of the process is, is this, this using orgasmic energy as a way of reprogramming the subconscious mind on a DNA cellular level. It is incredible. And it creates such profound shifts because it's literally changing your DNA. And what happens when you change DNA in one place, there are literal science, you know, scientific experiments where they have taken DNA and separated it in different places, miles and miles apart, or even all the way, you know, halfway around the world. And when you create a change in the DNA in one location, simultaneously the DNA in the other locations changes as well. And and this is this is scientifically proven. So when we create DNA cellular level shifts in our body and in our healing, we are creating healing in other generations as well, in those that we share DNA with. Does that make sense? Mm, yes. Now listen, I love everything you're saying. I remember you telling me that about how it helps generations forward and back. Because I think that, you know, especially now that people are in quarantine, like I've had people reach out to me and say they're in sexless marriages. And mm -hmm. it's almost like that's so like normal now, but that's it is, not, yes. you know, <laughs> it's normal, but it's not healthy or natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, this is invariably coming from, um, a shame or trauma basis. It's an emotional basis. And, um, if we don't feel safe in our bodies, as women, we cannot surrender into pleasure. We can't surrender to a partner. And that feeling of hypervigilance or lack of desire or numbness may have nothing to do with our current partner. Or we may be settling. We may not feel safe with that person. Or, you know, it may not be a good fit for a relationship. So, again, we've got to look at things from all levels. And people who who are willing to do the work and both people in the relationship are willing to do the work to heal. They can then come together and create a brand new relationship from that space. It's not about fixing the old relationship. It's about creating a brand new one from the space of being healed and integrated all the aspects of the self, which so many people try to deny that sexual aspect. They think it's something to be overcome or, suppressed or that there's something wrong with that part of them right and it's actually a beautiful sacred part of who we are mm. 
Yeah, I liked how you said that. It's not about saying, oh, there's something wrong with this person or this person's too sexual. Because I had a man reach out to me recently and he thought he was a sex addict. I was like, no, you're probably not a sex addict. Um, but I think it's about what you're saying, like building the, the two people on a better foundation so that then they can start over in a healthier relationship, including their sexual side. Yes, absolutely. And, and whether it's women who are feeling numb and can't feel their pleasure or men who are uh, experiencing erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation, those are generally all shame-based and trauma-based at some level. Mm, yeah, definitely. Okay, so what do you want to be? Or like the hypersexuality, like you say, it's all coming together. Oh, no, no, I'm glad you said that point too. Yeah, because I think that, okay, what do you think about this? I've always thought that the whole thing about being a sex addict, especially now that I've been doing this work, that's not the case. Most of the time, the person is just like, you know? Okay, well, here's, here's an example that Michael likes to give, and I feel it's really, really great. So if, if you uh, don't have any water, you don't have any, and you're really thirsty, it gets to the point that that's all you can think about is water, right? And so when there is shame around our sexuality or we're in a sexless marriage or you know, all of these things that happen that put us in a place of feeling shame around our desire for sex, then that becomes an obsession and it's all we can think about. It's, mm. it's shame and trauma based. And so this is where it comes from. This is where the porn addictions come from and the, what they call sexual addiction. It's, it's all shame and trauma based really. And it, it creates then a pattern of uh, the kind of porn that's out there creates this hyper stimulation also that can create it so not only do people have a, a warped idea of what sex and pleasure actually is, but then sometimes they can't get aroused without watching the porn because they now have a different idea of, of what that is and it becomes an addiction. Mm, yes. Wow. That part about the water, that is so true though because this guy reached out to me and he was like, you know, I watch porn most times a day. But he was like, listen, I don't think I'd be watching it if I was having sex with my wife. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yep. So where do you want to leave everybody with from this conversation? Well, what I want to leave people with is a message of hope and of knowing that they can heal. That that that, that sexual aspect of who they are is absolutely sacred and beautiful. And and that if we can heal that war within us, that fight against that part of ourselves and integrate that part of ourselves and become a beautiful integrated whole and fully expressed, that's when this world will know peace. Because literally the war within us creates war in our external environment. And this, this path, the path to peace is through pleasure and, and integrating this beautiful sacred aspect of who we are. That is our sexuality, our erotic nature. It's so powerful. And it's literally as women where our power comes from, as being tapped into that Svarastana energy center mm -hmm. and being fully expressed. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so where can everybody find you? We are at 
inanasanctuary.com, I-N-A-N-N-A sanctuary.com. And they can email us at hello at inanasanctuary.com. We're also on Facebook, myself, Freya, Inanna, Michael, Inanna. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. Um, I, I don't, I'm not as active on Instagram, but they can contact me through there. And um, let's see, LinkedIn, wherever. We're, we're there. <laughs> but through our website, it's a great place. And I do offer a free um, consultation through Zoom or any other video chat. And it's, it's a really great exploration to experience. Even if people choose not to go further, they're going to receive some really big breakthroughs and, and uh, shifts from that experience. Yes, definitely. Well, you know, it, it changed my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> I definitely think it was a big part of me getting to where I'm at. And I think that it was so refreshing talking to you and just being in Costa Rica, having such an open, authentic uh, conversation about sexuality, I think that's what people crave. Mm-hmm. But that's what we need more of. We do. We have to, and, and and exposure is the antidote to shame. So the the having these conversations and talking about them, giving people permission to ask questions, and it doesn't matter what the question is. There's no shame, right? And. And if you're having an open conversation like this, someone who might not dare ask that question gets to have their question answered too. And that's incredibly healing. Mm, Yes, definitely. Okay. Wow. I'm so glad we finally got to do this conversation because I really have been wanting to interview you for a while. So thank you so much for joining me. Everybody be sure to, you know, contact Freya if you have any questions or DM me and I can, you know, see you to Freya and be sure to subscribe and share the podcast. All right. Thanks y'all. Thank you.